Hey agents, welcome back to Cash Call, the only podcast where you get real coaching on actual real estate calls and conversations by agents and ISAs just like you. Today, your hosts, Dale Archdeacon of Smart Inside Sales and Brian Curtis of Creative Coaching review your calls, what went well, what areas need work, and discuss strategies for improving your conversion rates. We've been having a pretty good turnout. Yeah, it's been nice. We appreciate all the people who have uh, become loyal followers, for lack of a better term. I don't know if that's a, a thing or not, but it feels yeah. like it is. Listen, I'm I'm here at this event, and uh, you know, people are people know about it, right? They're like, oh, that's the that's the cash call guy. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, yeah. All right, look, we got a bunch of people in here. Welcome everybody to Cash Call with Dale Archdeacon and Brian Curtis back for another week. Thanks for joining us. I happen to be in a lovely hotel room because I'm in Vegas. Uh, at an event right now, um, but you know that nothing will stop the mail from getting through. Nothing will stop us from showing up for you guys and giving you great content. Um, Brian, why don't you tell them about the format? Yeah, so we've been doing this. Gosh, Bradell, how long have we been doing this? A couple of years now, which is like pretty awesome. Um, but, but we want to change a couple of things up because we we accidentally tried this and we like it better. So we're going to continue to play calls and then you know give reviews of those calls and we'll. I, for the foreseeable future, we're going to do that. But one of the things that we've really had some success with and we've got great feedback on is when you guys ask us questions. So um, feel free to put your questions in now. Feel free to put your questions in later. But if you have some stuff, may have nothing to do with the call that we ask, might have everything to do with the call that we play. Either way, ask us some questions. We love to interact with you and we appreciate y'all being here today. Yeah, and what I would say is just to keep it onto the content format that it is, Really, so Brian has a coaching company. I have a coaching company. We can help people do lots of different things in their businesses. But for the purposes of the show, really, it's around scripting, dialogue, lead conversion, interactions, human to human to advance or create a sale, really. Absolutely. Communication. Yeah, communication. (laughs) So if we can keep the questions to that, that would be really helpful. Appreciate Um, that clarification, Dale. Yeah, listen, man, I have a call that I want to listen to today where it's, you know, we've recently um, celebrated some really strong calls. I want to demonstrate this call of a, a very new agent having the balls to call expired listings, right? Right, which not a lot of them don't do or take the initiative to do. It's it can be a little bit scary or intimidating. She does it, but it's very clear that she doesn't have some necessary scripting and skill set to be able to be effective. And so, for my if we have any team leaders that are listening or even agents that are listening who say, oh, I tried expireds, I tried for sale by owners, or I tried some sort of cold outreach methodology and it doesn't work, you're going to hear why it doesn't work. It ha- comes down to the skill set of the person doing it. So, 100%. yeah, so Brian and I are both exceptionally skilled and exceptionally experienced in doing it ourselves. So we're going to clearly hear the opportunities that were missed in this call. Now, this is one you'll hear it at first where the person's, uh, the agent says, oh, hey, I think the call got dropped. I have inside information. I know that really nothing happened on the initial call. They got disconnected. They reconnected. And then we hear what happens in the call. So nothing was missed, everyone. Hey, John, I'm so sorry. It looks like the call might have dropped or the connection was lost. Yeah, no worry. Um, yeah, the home's off the, is is in a private listing right now. I'm just doing I'm doing some renovation work to it. That's all. And, oh, uh, got so it. That's it. Okay. And are you working with um, anyone that will help you sell your home? 
Yes, I am. Yep, yep. We we have a uh, have an agent. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, I will I will be checking in um, throughout some time to make sure that your home is going to sell. So if it doesn't, I will be in touch, and I would love okay. to hear from you in the future. Good luck. All right, Amber. Thanks Bye. so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Now. This uh, agent, very pleasant, right? Like I said, mm-hmm. the agent is taking the initiative to make these kind of calls. However, Brian, I'm sure you've heard the several things that I heard, right? Um, she just doesn't have the words and she doesn't have the perspective to, to be able to stay in the fight or know what to do. To her, this is a complete, this is a, a zero opportunity, right? Hey, the guy's got it. He's, he's trying to sell it himself. He's doing repairs to it. I can't do anything here. And he also has an agent when he does, uh, if he does need to sell it later. And so she just accepted all of those no's. She accepted that scenario and and didn't have any, didn't have any skill set to draw from to be able to stay there in that conversation. I agree. And um, there was plenty of opportunities. I don't know if anyone would work, but the thing is, neither does she because she didn't take, she didn't take a shot. Right, exactly. And so, you know, the first thing in, in working with this brand new, newer agent, I mean, she's been selling, you know, she's been in the business a couple of months. First thing is I say, listen, I want you to change your perspective, okay? You are no longer calling these people and hoping that they're going to be willing to sell their home using your services. And you're simply looking for someone who was willing to sell their home using your services. That's exactly what you just did. Throw that shit out the window. That's not what you do. Here's what I want your perspective to be. You are the business partner of every single person you talk to. And when you talk to them, they are deciding whether or not you two are either going to buy a house now using your services or sell a house now using your services. That's what has to get made. And you have to agree to that decision. And you cannot leave the conversation until you have enough information and you thoroughly agree with that person's decision on whether or not to buy or sell using your services. That's like the first core, like just teaching that because can I teach some scripts, right? We can both teach scripts, Brian. Oh yeah, scripts are easy, but that's so very, it's here, right? So little. But the perspective that you and I have when we're trying to sell something is the best idea for both of us the lead I'm talking to and me is that we do what I want, when I want, with whom I want, right? And if you disagree with that lead, let I, we need to have a conversation about it so we can figure out why we're not going to do it that way. And you have to convince me. So I think that shifting that kind of perspective for a newer agent is something that's really important, even above and beyond the scripting. Just get that perspective changed first. And then, yes, we can teach you some, what questions should you ask? So Brian, what do you, why don't you point out for people where the opportunities were beyond? So if I can get that perspective shift for her, just in the conversation we heard, tell them about the opportunities that got missed. Yeah. Um, let me just talk about one that I think a lot of people don't think about. Um, they're in the, I'm looking to list your house mentality. And that's one of the things that you can do with a seller. Another thing that you can do with a seller is bring them a buyer. So, hey, by the way, out of curiosity, you, um, you know, and I guess maybe I need a little more perspective on this too. Like this person is an expired, so they had their house listed. He's right? an expired. Yep. He's an expired. It's currently quote off the market. Basically he's like, I'll sell it if somebody comes along, 
but I'm doing work to it. When I relist it, I have somebody. Right. So, you know, my, one of my questions would be, Hey, I work with a lot of buyers in your area. Would you consider showing it before you're completed with you before your remodel is done? Would you allow me to bring a buyer to you? Because this market, one of the things that we need is place to put all our buyers. So that might be, ideally, I want to list a house and then bring the buyer. That's perfect scenario, you know, for all those people who do dual agencies in, in their state. Um, I know a couple of states kind of frown on that, but that to me is the ultimate where I work. Like I want to list the house and bring the buyer. I double-sided, made my 6%, great day. But I also have a whole big list as most agents who are successful right now have a whole big list of houses I couldn't find, right? Yeah. So maybe I've got a, a person I want to bring them over. Why am I doing that first of all i might want to sell the house second of all i'm showing this this potential listing that i brought you somebody before i even had it listed yeah. so um that's a huge part to me um another opportunity i don't like the question do you have an agent that you're already planning on listing with because it puts me in a box so i would say hey you know um one of the things that i would love to do is interview for the job of potentially listing your house when you get it back on the when you're ready to sell it you know i'd love to set up a time for that is that's something that you would consider so yeah. instead of saying do you have an agent because the problem with that question is i could say yep i got an agent doesn't mean you can't overcome that objection because we've all done that but it's a heck of a lot harder than just saying hey by the way would you mind me coming over and show you what i do to market and sell houses we're the one of the number one teams in the market and i think you might benefit from some of our stuff it looks like for whatever reason obviously it did not work out the way it you wanted it to last time because they had it listed and it didn't sell and that's why it's an expired like no one lists their house to not sell it i guess there's some crazy right. people but so yeah, saying something like obviously is i like that it's called an adverb position i'm pre-supposing that obviously you didn't get what you want last time so i say obviously it didn't work out exactly like you did wanted to last time with that in mind i'd love to kind of show you what we do maybe offer you a little bit different perspective on how we might be able to sell your house yeah I so, want to go back to the I want to go back to where you uh, also mentioned, hey, can I potentially bring a buyer, right? If, if you're willing to sell it, can I bring a buyer? Mm -hmm. um, because usually nine times out of 10, the agent that this person is thinking that they're going to work with is not actually doing that. They are they are sort of over there working on their active listings or their buyers or trying to find new business. And that person is on the back burner and they usually aren't talking to them. So even just making that offer to actually bring a buyer through uh, establishes value right there, right? And, and gets you a, another foot in the door potentially, even if you don't currently have a buyer for it, but can, can help in that way because the agent they're thinking of usually isn't communicating with them. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm wearing my Ylopo shirt today. And uh, one of the other tools that Ylopo has, and I know they're not unique in this, so I'm not saying go buy Ylopo. It is a good program, but I'm not telling you to do that. Um, is, hey, by the way, I've got a list of potentially about 73 people. I pulled it up on my CRM before I gave you a call who said they have interest in a house that's similar to yours. Would you be okay if I were to market that to my list of potential buyers? Yeah. And here's the thing, I'm not doing that because I want to go and call 73 people and say, I've got a potential off-market house, although that's not a bad thing to do. I'm showing this person without saying, I'm showing them some of the things that I do to sell houses. One of the things that I do to sell houses, I have a huge database. For example, I've got 73 people who are already interested in your house, you know, um, 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say the majority of agents who go on a listing appointment don't bring that list. Like I bring that list. Like I'm plugging and chugging on that list. Hey, look at the one part of it. I've got these 73 people. The very first thing I'm going to do when I list your house is I'm going to call, text, and email these 73 people because I think that there's a good possibility that we could get your house sold with them. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's funny is most of your competitors probably have a similar list too, right? But sure. if they don't show up and they don't tell the seller about it, it's lost. It's a lost opportunity. Well, and you notice how I framed that. I didn't say, if I list your house, I can do this. I just said, hey, would you be, it would be okay if I were to market your house to this group of people who might potentially, like, really, you're going to market my house before I even have a listing agreement with me? Boy, my last agent didn't do that. And right. it's a great way to say, I'm better than your last agent without saying, by the way, your last agent sucks and I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to say that. You want to be subtle about this, right? Yeah. You are ready to reach your peak and grow your team. We know it. And that's exactly why we created the Smart Inside Sales ISA Ascend program. Just as every great rock climber needs a belayer to manage their growth and help guide them to the best route to the top, ISA Ascend is designed to take you from free hire to leader of an accomplished ISA department efficiently and safely. It all starts by gearing up as our expert coaches help you prep your business for a productive ISA department before coaching you through all of the best practices for recruiting and hiring. Once you've got that offer letter signed, it's on to targeted training for both your beginner ISA hire and specific leadership group training for you where your coaching will continue, guiding you through all of the unique challenges and triumphs that come your way when you've got a new ISA. ISA Ascend is what you've been waiting for. So let's clip in and start your climb. Check out smartinsidesales.com slash ISA dash ascend to reach your peak. That's smartinsidesales.com slash ISA dash ascend to get your business to its greatest heights with ISA Ascend from Smart Inside Sales. Absolutely. All right, everybody, I want to remind all of you, if you have any questions about, you know, objections you're running into, uh, you know, scripting advice, lead conversion things, questions that you're having or struggles you're currently having in your business, chat them in. We'll do some Q&A now uh, and see if anybody, if we can help you, the doctor is in. Uh, Brian and I like actively helping people who, you know, have real world problems right now. So does anybody have any kind of scripting lead conversion uh, objection? issues you're running into right now that we can help you with of our people that are live with us and you know what in the interim brian we can keep on going so if you have a call that we can listen to let's listen to one okay it's a completely different type of call and it's it's fun because i feel like for a long time we played a lot of bad calls right you know and and that last call wasn't a bad call but plenty of place to to improve and i kind of feel like we're moving towards this. And I, I'm hoping that's because the people that we're working with are getting better. And therefore, um, that's, why, that's why we have less bad calls. But um, yeah, this is a this is a call that um, I'm, I think is really um, some opportunity. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of stuff that we talk about. So it looks like we don't have any Q&A. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and then play this call. Oh, there we go. oh wait, Kelly, there Baker. we go. All right, I'm Potential not going to share my buyer. screen. Potential buyer wants to schedule to see a property that just went pending. Uh, okay, Kelly. Love this. Yeah, great question. Now, let's assume that what you mean is lead comes in, says, hey, or actually Kelly, um, I wonder if we can, let's promote Kelly. 
and we'll get her to ask her question just because I want, what we need is we need the entire context around it before we start giving you advice. Because I don't want to give advice that doesn't exactly make sense to the situation that you give us. Kelly Bayer. Oh, there she is. There we go. All right, Kelly, you can unmute yourself. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. So um, on um, Zillow lead calling in live call. Um, hi, I want to schedule an appointment to see one, two, three Main Street. Okay. okay. Line that up. And it, I see that it just went pending. Okay. So Kelly, first rule, my rule is you do not tell them that it's pending. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's why. I am not going to tell you that you can't have what you want until I build rapport with you and you like me. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Because if a stranger calls me and says, hey, I want the blue Mustang uh, on your car lot. And I immediately say, well, you can't have the blue Mustang because I just sold it. Uh, click. But, click. Will you stay around <laughs> and talk to me anyway? Very unlikely that that person is going to stay around and talk to you long enough to like you. So you just do the same script, Kelly, and I'll role play that with you, okay? So you are getting connected through Zillow. Um, hey, Kelly, this is Dale with Whatever Realty. Looks like you're interested in 123 Main Street. When would you like to go see it? Yeah, can I see that tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow? Uh, sure, absolutely. I'll just have to make sure that it works with the seller's availability. And then I'm going to start asking you discovery questions, right? So okay. Kelly, what about this home interested you the most? Or whatever my, my segue question is going to be into doing discovery. I'm going okay. to learn about you. I'm going to get your who, where, when, why, what, and how much. And especially find out if there are any other properties you're interested in. And or would you be interested in seeing one similar to this if I can line it up for you? Okay. Nope, I just want to see that one. <laughs> okay, great. That happens a lot. But here's the thing. If I've already gotten your who, where, when, why, what, and how much. Now, here you can make a choice. Me, I don't know for certain in my market that that was accurately set to pending and that the sellers are preventing any other showings, right? Right. I don't know that. So I'm not going to spoil the lead that I have by assuming that it's dead. I'm actually going to put the work in to reach out to the listing agent and find out whether or not they would allow additional showings or even potentially backup offers, which, you know, the, depending on your market right now, the answer is most likely no, because they had 50 offers in the first place. But I'm still going to do my real estate job and not destroy the lead that I have. Brian, what do you think I, about that? I completely agree with that. And here's a couple of things to add to that. So one of the things that Dale coaches to all the time, and I'm not quite as big a stickler on it, but I'm, I don't, how am I going to know that that property is pending? Like so if they're on Zillow, it doesn't say it's pending or otherwise they probably wouldn't have called us to say it's pending if it just went pending. So don't look at the MLS. I know that seems like a weird thing to say, but don't, don't work. Look it up. Don't look up the MLS. Just say, okay, great, perfect. You know, three o'clock today, great. Um, I'll set that appointment for three o'clock today. By the way, if anything comes up and you know the seller needs to cancel or something like that, I'll call you. So, by the way, if I call you, please take my call because I'm probably calling to tell you that there's an issue and we need to talk about that. What am I doing? I'm setting that person up to know to take my freaking phone call. It's in their best interest. And I really want to, you know, point that out to them. It's in their best interest. And then, you know, I want to get in front of them and hopefully, you know, show them the property. So I will, 
I would call back and be honest with them. Hey, I talked to the listing agent. Unfortunately, that property is pending. However, right now, about 20% of the houses in our market are falling out. What does that mean? That means if we write 10 offers that get accepted, two of those offers are falling out. So there's a chance that that offer is going to fall out. So I want, you know, if for me, it's worth it to go us to go look at it. And if you love the house, we can have it as a backup offer. The worst thing that happens is you've got to spend an hour with me. Hopefully that's not too painful. You know, something along those lines. I like to make kind of my jokes aren't always funny, but I find them funny. So I like to, you know, have those kind of like little little things like that. But setting an appointment is the most important thing. One of the things I firmly believe in is it's super easy to cancel an appointment. Setting appointment is more challenging. So set the appointment and deal with the consequences. Again, people will take our phone calls most of the time. One of the other things I would point out, if you do get the opportunity to go there and do that, do this also. Okay, so Kelly, you know, it's great working with you today. I know you want to write an offer on this house. Here's the thing. If we're going to write an offer, we need to write our highest and best and strongest offer. That'll give the seller leverage when they're negotiating repairs. What do I mean by that? Well, if I've got an offer that's $10,000 higher than the offer that, that they won't, this person asked me for 10 repairs for, now I can go and say, you know what? I'm going zero repairs or we'll terminate. So then honestly, this is going to sound a little Machiavellian, but we're pushing the sellers to terminate a little bit more because we actually have a better offer. And even if there's, you know, $3,000 worth of repairs, I got a $10,000 offer that's higher. I just made seven grand more. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, good. Kelly, was that helpful? Yes. Quick question. If when you call back, um, the listing agent said that the seller would not allow it to be shown. Would you um, try to flip that to a buyer consult? A buyer consult, or maybe, and I know you said the person was only interested in that one house. Maybe I've got an off-market property. That's mm -hmm. another huge thing. Hey, I've got these two off-market properties or coming soon properties, depending on whether you're legally allowed to show those in your market or not, probably not, but off-market properties. I've got this off-market property. I know that you, you probably haven't seen it because it's not listed. I, I, I think if it's your criteria, I'd love to show you that. Or the buyer console is great. Yeah. Also. Kelly, I would also say the issue, one of the issues with um, only interested in that house, a lot of times either comes down to a very specific uh, set of criteria and only that one matched it, or at sometimes sort of a lack of motivation or them being very early in the process, right? And not, uh, you know, not being active, not really actively looking yet, but having to see something. And so what you'll want to do a lot of times uh, when they say, I only want to see that property, it's hard for us to get them out to see something else because that was like their unicorn or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, you want to position it as, Hey, I totally get that. It looks like that was a, an amazing fit for you. And was a, a really special home. Unfortunately, you missed out because you just, you know, you, you didn't have somebody like me actively working to find that opportunity for you. If we can meet for 15 minutes over Zoom, I can get some more criteria from you and I can be on the lookout so that you don't miss the next perfect home that comes along. I like that, that's awesome. Give them a reason to do it. Right, exactly. Uh, thanks, Kelly. We do have Michelle chatted in. Uh, let's see, Michelle said, initially said, a, I have an agent already and I'm just looking around for other homes for sale from a and that's from a Google lead. And I asked Michelle, hey, is that a written or spoken response from the lead? Michelle says, it was spoken. I get this all the time. Our inventory is so limited that they think other websites have a magic list of homes they simply cannot find. Okay, so Michelle, I have a, my recommendation here 
is, listen, I, I will not try to break up a happy marriage, but I will investigate to see if there's an opportunity for me to be able to provide a higher level of service to someone. Okay, so let me say that first before any of you start trashing me for like, you know, crossing signs and big yeah. crossing <laughs> signs or violating contracts. Okay, so Michelle, here's what I would do. If they said, yeah, you know what? I already have an agent and I'm just looking around for other homes for sale. I'd say, hey, I totally get it. Uh, and let me just ask you this first. Have you signed an agreement with that agent that you're working with, right? So I'm going to respect that. Usually they haven't. And so then I might ask, got it, okay. And usually I have a longer process if I'm trying to convert a lead, but in this case, there's no rapport built, there's nothing going on there. And so I might go directly after the agent thing. And this is why everyone, because if somebody shows up saying they're looking for a home and they have an agent and it sounds like they've been actively working with this agent, I'm just gonna be pretty upfront about it because usually people won't break up with that person. And so I'll just test the waters there. And if I say, hey, have you signed anything with that agent? And I say, no, then I might ask, got it. Well, it looks as if the agent that you're working with has been unsuccessful in finding what you're looking for. We pride ourselves on taking the time and the care in this tough market to go to the ends of the earth for our buyers. Would you be interested in just learning how we do what we do to see if we might be able to serve you better, right? That's literally a close. So I've set up my close and I've asked the close. Now, some, you know, Brian, would you approach it different? Would you go rapport first and then close? Um, I like a little bit of rapport just because I'm a huge advocate of rapport. But let's assume we just got a little bit. One of the things that I like to ask people in that scenario is just out of curiosity, what's the benefit for working with the agent that you've chosen? I want to know what they feel is important about that because there's an opportunity to find out. So, and then another thing I would, this is a agent who used to be on my team. He's actually my principal broker now. And he used to say this all the time when he was working with buyers. Hey, by the way, that person must have an amazing VIP buyer program uh, for you to want to be so dedicated to working with them. And what he's best hoping it happened and it happens about eight out of 10 times. They're like, no, what, what are you talking about? So when someone says, what are you talking about? Or I don't know what you're talking about. That gives me permission to explain to them. As a matter of fact, I would be remiss if I didn't, because they've in essence asked me, tell you, tell me about that. And so by the way, part of our VIP buyer program is you can find out if you give us a couple of neighborhoods that you're interested in living in, we will call email and text the entire neighborhood to find out if anyone's looking to buy or sell a house in there. And, and it's a win-win because what am I going to do? I'm going to literally go and I'm going to canvas that neighborhood. Hey, Dallas, Brian with Curse Realty Group. I'm reaching out today because we have a buyer who's interested in living in your neighborhood. There's not any currently any homes listed in your neighborhood. Do you happen to know anyone who's looking to sell, sell in your neighborhood? Now, what have I done? Even if I don't have a ton of success with that and find them the one house, if I can get them into one house, just one house that's not listed, I won. And yeah. so I like that. You know, it takes a lot of work. I'm not telling you that it's not. You can cheat a little bit. You can do some of that with some sly broadcast. And there's other ways to, to tweak that. But at the end of the day, earn their business is one of the things that I say. And give them a reason to work with you, especially as, you know, Dale went through the scripting part where they didn't have an agreement. By the way, if they got a signed agreement with them, I, I would say, well, I'm really sorry, I can't help you because you know I, I don't cross I don't cross over signed agreements. You have a legally yeah. binding contract with that person, and yeah. I'm not interested in getting involved. 
Yeah, so, in, yeah. In, my, in my state, you absolutely can't mess with it. You cannot offer the same service that they're contractually obligated to with someone else. Yeah. Uh, so that, and that's true, I think, in every state. Like, you're not allowed to cross. I call that crossing a sign. It's, that's more on the listing side, but it's the same concept. Yeah. You're crossing a contract. Yep. Uh, Michelle said, thank that. you. You're, you're welcome. And we have one other question from Curtis Parker. I'm just getting started as an ISA. What should be my goal with each call other than set up a consultation and treat each caller as a special person? Do you want to take that one first, Brian? Sure. Um, I would say I have a couple of different goals. So I will tell you this. I have four goals. Build rapport. Because here's the thing. Most people are not right now people. So step one is build rapport. And I want to do that. Step two is I want to do some discovery. If I can get them to talk to me about what they want, where they want, when they want, why they want, how they want, you know, who, what, why, where, when, and how, then I am more likely to have success with that person further down the road and I'm building them. And then obviously you talked about setting an appointment. And then also another goal for me is to button up and I want to get my contact information into every single person's phone that I talk to. That's one of my goals. So those are some goals that I have just very simply, but at the end of the day, as an ISA, you're looking for right now appointments, but you're also looking for nurtures. Because remember, you know, we're not necessarily going to close everybody. You know, you know, I think I heard a stat, and this is old, that approximately 10% of leads in, the, in America, and this I think is from 2017, actually close. So in other words, I think there was like 55 million internet leads generated and about 5.5 million closings. So about 10% of the people are actually going to buy a house this year. It doesn't so mean they're what, not going to buy next year, the year after, or the year after that. So what Brian just told everybody is stop selling houses, sell internet leads. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not no, what I okay. no, you didn't say that. Okay, got no, it. That, that's um, not a business I want to be in anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I will say this: um, my my feedback for that, uh, you know, as an ISA, what you're looking for um, is exactly what Brian said. You're looking for nurtures, okay? Because yes, you are absolutely looking for appointments. And I don't know. You said set up a buyer consultation. So I don't know if your team is oriented. Or has decided, hey, your primary goal is to set buyer consultations. Here's what I can tell you: in the day of video and in the day of social distancing and work from home, sort of uh, the way things go now, getting a buyer to show up in your office for a buyer consultation is going to become even more. It's going to become even more difficult. Now, you ISA, you are looking for those people for whom a buyer consultation would be very helpful and something that they would welcome and something they're looking for. Brian and I both know you're going to talk to a whole lot of people who don't value that or aren't looking for that or aren't quite ready for that. And so just be okay with that. If you can downshift to video, downshift to video. Or the backup plan is make them a nurture. And if you have the access to be sending them property or finding property to put in front of them in order to cause a showing to happen, you can get a lot more buyers out for showings than you can for consultations. So that's what you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dale, I know we're at time. Do you want to try and answer the last question that we've got? Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do that. So okay. Alicia wrote, lead on our site and searching actively, but when reaching live, they say just window shopping, not interested in purchasing now and working with a realtor, not interested. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. So I'll start on this. Um, to me, if somebody's told me all of that, I, first of all, I don't believe them. 
So I believe any of those things as an individual thing. But if somebody says, I'm just window shopping, I have a realtor and I'm not interested, that feels like they're just like, run away. And so yeah. the majority of people will not be that aggressive. But I will say this. Let's, uh, let's spread it out then, Brian. Let's say that you talk to the lead and lead's like, oh, no, no, I'm just window shopping right now. I'm not, not doing anything right away. And you know, uh, when, when we do purchase, we have somebody we would use. I mean, that's a common thing. I yeah, think. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my, my response is always acknowledge. Absolutely. You know, perfect. You know, the majority of the people I talk to do are just window shopping. And, and that's where most people start. So you're actually in a perfect position to start, start window shopping. With that in mind, would you mind sharing with me a little bit about what, what your, your dream home would look like? And well, basically, I just want to do some discovery. And if I get through discovery, one of the things that I like to do is, you know, Dale, at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that you wanted to do some window shopping. So I like window shopping. As a matter of fact, I bought a TV a couple of years ago, and I'm pretty sure I went to Best Buy 37 times before I bought it. I like to window shop. So with that in mind, one of the things that I do with a lot of people just to help me and to help them get an idea of what their money buys is we go window shopping. Here's what I mean. I'm going to send you a list about somewhere between five and 10 homes that meet the criteria that we talked about today. And why don't we do this? I've got time available both on Friday and Saturday. Why don't we go look at two or three of them so you can get an understanding of what the market will buy you right now. Here's the reality, guys. Nine out of 10 times, they're going to say no. But one, maybe two out of 10 times, you've just met somebody in person. I've never, never met a realtor who didn't say they were better in person than they were on the phone. Get an opportunity, get in front of these people. Here's something else that's interesting about window shopping. Sometimes I go and I window shop and I go, huh, I really, really want to go and buy this house. Or maybe I really do want to buy a house. Or maybe we start talking about finances and they realize, heck, I can buy this house for less than my monthly rent. This is amazing. So sometimes that guy who's just window shopping turns into a right now buyer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us. We're over time for today. Uh, as always, great seeing you guys and we'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody. Dale. Thanks for tuning in for today's Cash Call replay. Want your call to be reviewed by Dale and Brian on a future episode of Cash Call? Click on the link in the show notes to submit your call. We can't wait to support you.